Hi, and welcome to the Catholic Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag, and with me today, and possibly the host today, I don't know. We haven't had that conversation. <laughs> I sure hope not. You go ahead, Chief. I'll, I'll leave it in your regard. <laughs> EMS Captain Brett Pullican, thank you for being here uh, with me today. Appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Um, I, it, we have an important topic that I want to discuss, and we've talked about it before regarding CPR, AED training, the importance of uh, citizen CPR. Um and, it, you know, for us as an agency, because we're a fire agency, all of our administrative staff, all of our staff, non-ops and ops, of course, are CPR and AED trained. And we had a situation at the warehouse this weekend where one of our administrative specialists was at the warehouse for the Firefighter Angel gift wrapping day. Um, and that afternoon, she went into sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, fortunately, she was surrounded by paramedics and EMTs. Uh, Paramedic Russ Smith, paramedic Travis Smith, and EMT Cami Hubler were all there. And then Assistant Chief Cody Rose, who's still a medic but not active. I mean, I wouldn't want him working on me. Uh, <laughs> but she uh, collapsed in sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, they had about 15 seconds until CPR was started and a minute and a half to two minutes until the first shock. Um, it's one of those rare occasions where uh, she was alert and talking when she left for the hospital in the ambulance. Yeah, she had a really positive outcome. Um, she was in a really lucky spot, um, kind of an ironic situation. The event is called Firefighter Angels. And, it's perfect. Uh, and she was lucky enough to be around individuals that are properly trained, properly equipped. Um, they had a basically a full warehouse full of equipment at their disposal to, to perform life-saving interventions. Um, not in every situation you have those equipments right. and all those resources, but in a lot of situations you have proper AEDs. And that's basically what they did is they used an, an, an AED in a sense and were able to defibrillate her to uh, basically take her out of that sudden and unexpected cardiac event. So um, she was definitely in a lucky position, lucky timing. Absolutely. But uh, individuals that may experience this out in general public, um, there are trained, you know, trained professions, i.e. teachers, um, law enforcement agencies, stuff like that, that still have equipment and still have the uh, procedures to do that uh, intervention. So, Right. Well, and I, I think it's important uh, for the public to know and understand why CPR is so important. And the fact that CPR has changed because uh, one of the problems a lot of people have had is the mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about those changes. Yeah. So one of the biggest studies they've found over the past 15 years um, was that the hands-only CPR is kind of the, the, the term that we use often, okay. um, where you just do chest compressions only. Um, and that has proven to be a super successful um recovery period for, we call it ROSC or return of spontaneous circulation. Um, and that allows for people to recover a lot more quickly. And those percentages are up. So back before we used to do traditional CPR with mouth to mouth, as you mentioned, right. um, they would, they would have recovery rates or have uh, ROSC rates at about that's that, that single digits that 5%, um, with hands only CPR. And we call it, we have a special term in our mm -hmm. world called CCR. Um, with those CCR and hands only CPR, they get numbers that return about 25% with sudden and unexpected cardiac arrest. Wow. That, that's that, pretty good. That's out of hospital numbers too, which, right. is, which is phenomenal numbers. And really the training, we've done it from, from, you know, five or six people to hundreds of people. And you can instruct this type of, uh, this type of push for CPR with a, with a big giant crowd. Right. Um, 
uh, for instance, we're holding a training come December 12th at a local event center. We're training their entire staff. I think they have about 50 employees perhaps. And we're training their entire staff of how to do um, CPR, first aid, AED training because they have those equipments on their facility. Um, so we're looking forward to that training. It's a big mm-hmm. event center in our in our community. And we want to make sure that they are properly trained. And we take great pride in training them every year in that uh, in that training. That's awesome. So AED, automated external defibrillator, that's a, that's a game changer yeah. in the community and, and layperson CPR because now you have access to provide that shock, that defibrillation for someone that's in VFib, VTAC, who, uh, is not breathing and doesn't have a pulse at yeah. the time. The devices, um, are becoming more prevalent in the community. Right. We actually have a program of ours that's that's allows for nonprofits to obtain those AEDs at our cost, and we provide that training for their for their their community if it's a, a church or a nonprofit business or something to that effect for free. Um, so we have wow. that program okay. available to to our constituents and allows for them to provide that training for their for their little fellowship or what have you. Um, I probably receive. Maybe five or six calls on that a month in okay. regards to information and looking for looking for um, potential purchasing those AEDs. Um, those devices can be a little expensive. They run about fifteen hundred bucks, just depending on the device itself. But like you said, Chief, it's a it's a life saving device. There are two, there are two there there are three things that we primarily do for cardiac events, and there's multiple things that we do. But but the three basic ones are start chest compressions early and often. Right. Um, we do early defibrillation, which is that AED, like you mentioned, and then we provide medications. So those are kind of the three, our, our three pillars. Right. Um, the community at large can do two of our three pillars with great success. Um, one being the CPR, early recognition of a cardiac event. They can perform high quality hands-only CPR without the, I guess, the cooties of, right. of, of mouth-to-mouth, if you would, and then providing that early defibrillation. And, and those things are, are so important to survival, right? In this situation, uh, 15 seconds to, to CPR starting. Rarely, if ever, do you see that two minutes to the first shock. Rarely do you see that. But in our community today, there's more AEDs in different facilities and buildings. Um, more people can learn CPR and AED. So through you, through training, uh, through CAFMA. So there's opportunities for, for people to provide that rapid access to CPR and AEDs in a cardiac arrest event. Yeah, one of the things that AHA and uh, a lot of providers uh, or instructors preach is that time is tissue, as you as right. you sure are, are aware. Um, one of the one of the things that stands out the most is every minute that passes that somebody's in cardiac arrest, their chance of survivability drops ten percent. So her having early recognition, fifteen seconds of hey, she's in a cardiac event, we're going to do T- CPR. She had the best chance of survival, right. and that's a witnessed arrest. That's with trained professionals that are you know credentialed and so on and so forth. But those individuals in the community can have that same training, that same awareness, that same exact. Um, basically from our EMS division that we train our providers with, they can have that same exact recognition. Right. And that early recognition is a is a game changer. Um, early defibrillation has been proven time and time again to be kind of the gold standard of the achievements mm-hmm. for uh, CPR. Okay. If you can get those, if you can get that monitor on early and provide that early defibrillation, that is the, the lifesaver. That's that machine that does that job, that AED, like you mentioned. Absolutely. And, and it's not enough just to go through the training. You need to re-familiarize yourself on a regular basis. I know we went down to the hospital in Phoenix where, uh, our person is right now, uh, with some folks yesterday from administration and they said, we don't even know if we could get the AED out of the box on the wall because 
that's not part of the training, but it's one of those things that I think we should start talking to people about. Hey, when you go back, familiarize yourself with where your AEDs are in your facility. Familiarize yourself with how to get the AED out of the box that it's in and then unzipping it and going through it. It, it's not something that you come in and you you learn the skill, you go through the training, and then you just let it sit for a year. And if something happens, you'll be ready to go. Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with um, sets and reps is kind of yeah. what we describe it. Just that repetition of training. Um, you kind of receive that training and then every two years you go through that same same system. Um, it is important to know your equipment. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, those AEDs that sit on the wall, they are non they're not dangerous. There's right. nothing you can do to, to inherently damage them, to cause harm to yourself and or other people. They only defibrillate or they only, they only shock um, situations that are, that are lethal and life-threatening for that individual. Um, I always give demonstrations in class whenever I teach a class that has – I could put it on, a, on, on you sitting here in this chair right. and it will say no shock advised. It won't cause harm to me. It won't cause harm to you and the machine won't be broken. Um, so – Get those machines out, open them up, check them out, take a look at the, the, the equipment, the pads, check the batteries, check the check the tools you have at your disposal for those instances. Right. And I, whenever I teach a class, I try to encourage people, but there's still that apprehensiveness of, oh, I don't know if I, I should or is it the right time? Right. Um, I'm not the one that, you know, is full knowing, but it's okay. That That's where you get that knowledge from. Sure. And in this situation, um, our individual, no cardiac history in good overall health, no warning signs, just felt lightheaded and collapsed. So these, uh, uh, someone can go into sudden cardiac arrest anywhere at any time, at any moment, and they may not have a, a history of any ailments or illnesses. So, um, I, for me personally, I, I think the, um, the importance of citizens knowing CPR, knowing where AEDs are cannot be overstated. Yeah, it can happen. It can happen in any demographic. It can happen from childbirth to, right. to the hundred-year-old person and beyond. Um, it does become more prevalent when you get more comorbidities associated sure. with it when you start to gain in age. Um, but we had the instances where you know Demar Hamlin's a great example from mm-hmm. the NFL. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, a professional athlete gets struck in the chest by one individual and he goes into sudden cardiac arrest. Um, so you know, it could be the most physical fit person. It can be a person that is twelve years old playing baseball. Um, get one single strike to the chest by a baseball, and that can be the instance. Um, so we have to make sure that you know we are receiving that training, that we're delivering that training to our community. Um, we do offer classes every month at our training center. Um, it's held the first Friday of every month at our training center in Prescott Valley. Um, and the next two classes I've noted here. Um, would be January 5th. That's okay. our that's our heart saver class. We kind of consider that one to be like a the general population, general public. Everywhere from preschool people to people that work in factories, we teach these classes. Um, and it's it's a there's no prerequisites, there's no training required, there's no pre knowledge. You gain all the knowledge, all the materials. Um, if you've had a class before, perfect. If you haven't, even better. We're looking forward to seeing lots of people turn out for these classes. Um, and the next class would be February 2nd. Okay. Um, and that we hold those again the first Friday of every month at our training center. You can sign up for those classes at cazfire.gov or you can give our, I have to look at our office number here. Um, it's always on my phone. Right. Um, so our office number is 928 771 7711. 
772-7711. You were really close on that one this time. I'll have to look at my cell phone next time I I look at it. But yeah, that's our our office number. I just prefer to go through the website. It's a little easier in that regard. And what do we charge for those? Um, The classes classes. themselves run $50 and that includes a certificate for that two-year period. Um, It also includes a um, equipment needed. So we have a a pocket mask for your protection and then the material. So you get a book and then you also get that that full day of, of... instruction. Um, All questions are answered. All questions are asked. We we try to cover all bases with people. Um, And then that heart savers class also develops a first aid element. So we go over splinting, we go over, you know, bug bites, we go over environmental stuff, uh, medical emergencies as well. So um, it covers a full gamut. So those classes usually usually are very informative and lots of people grab grab a, a lot of knowledge from them. That's excellent. And and we don't generate revenue from this class. We simply cover our costs. Yeah. So the, the, the cost themselves for the class is $50. Um, generally, those certs run anywhere from that $20 period. And then we got to pay for instructor time. Right. Um, so the, the, the cost for the class is just, just, to, just to provide it. Um, it is a community forward class. It, it really is driven towards providing that, that educational element towards our community. And we want them to be full aware. We don't want anybody to to suffer these events. We don't want anybody to have any bad outcomes from them. I was just looking up some um, stuff this morning, some of our, our runs. Um, on average, we run about one cardiac arrest event a day um, through CAP, wow. which, is a, which is a pretty big yeah. number. Um, talking with our, our local hospital, they see this the same number, maybe just a little bit more with our region. Mm-hmm. And we run about, about 75% of the calls within, uh, I would say that 66% of our calls within the okay. region. But we run about one cardiac arrest event a day um, through CAFMA. Wow, that's pretty significant. Well, Brett, thank you so much for coming on to talk about this. Um, for everyone out there in the community that is thinking about or has thought about and maybe have, has not signed up yet, uh, please think about signing up and taking CPR, AED classes, the Heart Saver. Uh, give me those dates again, Brett. Yeah, the next date is going to be January 5th for the Heart Saver date. And then February 2nd is going to be our BLS Provider Day. Great. And you can go to our website, cazfire.gov, to sign up, or you can call the front office at 928-772-7711. I think you got it. Brett, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. To all of you out there, uh, please make sure to sign up, and I hope you have a great holiday season.